Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And you can still see the drunk women live before the end of 2019 as they perform at the Salford Lowry on Friday the 22nd of November and at the Leicester Square Theatre in London on Tuesday the 3rd of December with special guest Rachel Paris. For all information and tickets, go to drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Drunk women This is Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Taylor Glenn, and I'm a writer and comedian. I'm joined by screenwriter Hannah George. Hello. As well as author and comedian Katie Wilkins. Hello. This is where beer meets breaking and entering, Prosecco meets perjury, and vodka meets vandalism. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime. You know what, like, in Britain, like, if you don't want to do something, everyone in the room has to put their finger on their nose. (laughs) In America, you just have to put your finger on a gun. (laughs) Yeah, you can't refrigerate that. lamb chops, though? Like, who doesn't pack lamb chops? (laughs) It's 12 guys on the jury, and sometimes I feel like with cases we've had... 12 horny men. Yeah. (laughs) People complain we're not drunk enough sometimes. Well, this is for you. Really? People actually do. They say you're not drunk enough. Sometimes. Yeah, we we get very different. This is what happens. I'm like, I can't read the sentence. Now it's time for Drunk Women Solving Crime. Hi, guys. We are so excited to introduce our guest for this episode is the fantastic comedian Phil Wayne. Hello, crime fans. <laughs> uh, thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Really, really, really appreciate it. Uh, no, I really appreciate you having me. It's something to do, a conversation to have. It's something to I, I do. Got, yeah, it is something to do. I don't really have much to do at the moment. It's good to have something to do. I don't do anything. I'm a parent. But um, yeah, can I just say before I ask you the key question, you are the first guest to really appreciate our um, toy wrestling ring over there. Like you, in the co- Yeah, right next yeah. to us, yeah. You took the time to like name each of the figures and you know who yes, they were. Yes, I tried the most of them. Yeah, I, used to, I was really, really interesting up to the age of too old. And... <laughs> um, and <laughs> And so it's it's always it's always very fond memories when I see an action figure or some memorabilia or oh, something good. from the golden age. I'm well, glad you said action figure as well because like uh, people are probably imagining you have a wrestling ring in your house. Oh, you yeah. didn't say it was a toy one for the listeners. Didn't I say toy? No, I just said wrestling. Ring. Oh man, guys, we've been pre-gaming a lot today. Um, <laughs> we had a meeting. You can't be sober at a meeting, right? Phil, can you kick us off, please, by answering the question that we ask all of our guests: Have you ever been the victim of a crime? 
Yeah, I've been a victim of a few crimes. Nothing uh, earth-shattering. Oh, shame. Hmm? <laughs> it's a shame when people haven't been a victim of a terrible crime. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sorry. Um, I got. Um, I was a victim of um, a hit and run. Oh, oh that's, that's big. That's pretty big. But it was the slowest hit and run in history. <laughs> and it was my friend... Uh, Marcus. Your friend you in the car. We're going to huh? need a little bit of detail. Yeah. It, what? It, we, uh, we were driving to, in convoy of two cars to Wales uh, for a comedy festival. And um, I parked, uh, we, we took a turn into a service station to take a break. I parked up. Um, Marcus <laughs> was behind me. And... Uh, and so I parked up and then just had a chat with my other two friends that were in the car. And then suddenly we just got this <laughs> boom. And we all jerked forward. And we slowly turned around to look at the back of the car. And Marcus was just staring <laughs> at us all in silence. And we just uh, stared back at him silently. His car, so he just bumped into the back of the car. And so without breaking eye contact, he slowly reversed the <laughs> And then just drove off to find a parking spot for himself. So that, and then we could figure this out later. Um, and then I got out of the so car. So it was like a hit and park. It was in park, yeah. And then so I got out of the car and I looked at the dent that he just put in the car, my car, and I went, oh no. But really calmly like that. And um, meanwhile, this old couple had seen the whole thing and was screaming, get his license plate! Get his license plate! He thought he, they thought he, he was running off. Because all they saw was... All they saw was me park, someone else ram into the back of my car, then slowly drive away. And all I had to say about the situation was, oh no. <laughs> did you, how did you resolve it? Did, was it an insurance he, job? Did he um, pay? He just paid for the repairs. About uh, 400 pounds. Oh wow. Wow. Body, body work, yeah. Yeah. You can't get away when you're going to the same comedy festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah it exactly. becomes problematic. You're like, will that he bump me. into you? <laughs> what, yeah, do you reckon, especially when you're in the same WhatsApp group. Well. <laughs> Just like Marcus has left the group. I guess that'll be yeah, that's, I think they left the chat. Did he ever explain, like, why he did it? Yeah, it was the first yeah. time. He, he had no reason to. It was just the first time in, he said, in seven years he'd actually driven a car. So he's just very, very oh, badly God. out of practice. And how scared yeah. were his passengers after that? Everyone was just in this sort of shocked silence. <laughs> I think that's what happens when when you're in that kind of situation. You actually don't say very much. You're just kind of processing no. it. No. I love the eye contact, like the visual yeah. of that. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Was he trying to park? Is that why he ran into you? Yeah, the, so the parking space next to me. Sorry, I should have said this. Parking space oh, next to me. He just really, he really badly it. missed it. And he oh. says he says now he could tell that he was coming at me, but his <laughs> but his hands just did nothing. And, his, and he just kept driving. <laughs> I once dented my friend's car by... She like, pulled Sorry. up outside uh, a restaurant I was in and I saw her. I was so excited to see her that I ran out of the restaurant and then did a kind of like roll across her bonnet because I thought oh, it would wow. be funny. Yeah. I yeah. just like oh, threw God. myself well, on she the was bonnet. Still yeah. well, well, she'd stopped, so I thought it would be funny to roll across her bonnet because I'd seen her. Mm. And uh, I dented her bonnet. Yeah. yeah. How, did that, how did you resolve that? She, do you know what? We never spoke about it again. We're still friends. <laughs> but we left the WhatsApp group. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is the still there? Um, she's got a new car now uh, but it is like a massive they like, don't tell you they, people don't talk about this enough because I did the same thing and I just and I couldn't even finish the roll because the dent was so bad I just made myself <laughs> like a hammock Man, <laughs> Phil just <laughs> lied to us like, hey I felt really bad I think they were able to punch it out but well, like can, can you not like is it not a prank people used to do they jump on the bonnet and then the airbag would it would explode oh yeah oh I kind of feel thin now that that didn't happen (laughs) (laughs) what healthy lives we all lead (laughs) wow I love the hit in park I wonder how many times that's happened my mom always tells this story when she went on a double date with um, my dad and then this other couple and just the way she tells it like this guy wanted to impress the girl so they're in the front and they're driving this old huge Buick like the giant cars of the 60s and she said when he went to park he literally didn't slow down at all like he just (laughs) tried to do this like hairpin like so he just he actually got it in the space but it was too small so he just scraped the shit out of both cars <laughs> wow. and just had to back out like Aah! 
They did not get married. The people in the front. Anyway. <laughs> oh, I like car bumps. It was a gamble. It didn't pay off. Yeah. Sometimes it just doesn't. Um, is there anything else you want to share on the victim front? That is plenty. That is more than anyone should go through. I've been the victim of more serious crimes. My family, we were mugged in Rome. Ooh, Your whole family, family mugging. Family mugging. Oh, gosh. It was, by, it was by a group of, I suppose the term would be Romani travelers. And in the, it's the Rome, Roman metro, we got on a, tr- a tube carriage. Uh, it was a very packed carriage. And the doors are still open. And I started to feel my wallet sliding out Ooh. of my pocket. Whoa. And so I looked down and holding onto my wallet was this withered old hand. Ooh. And I followed the hand up an arm to an old Roman wow. And I grabbed the wallet and shoved it back into my pocket. Yeah. And I made a sort of, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I, you don't really know what, because you're in a foreign country as well. It's like, what? Uh, do they understand? They don't understand no. <laughs> they need uh, my finger-wagging gesture. Yeah. And so no I started, is the universal word that all countries ignore. Yeah. <laughs> and a wagging finger. Everyone gets a wagging finger. Unless you thought I was just being sassy. And, uh, and then I sort of told the carriage, there are thieves afoot or something to that effect <laughs> and and people start looking around huh, huh, huh. and we start and people start pressing pressing away from these uh, these wow. Romanies and we form this sort of semicircle um, with the open door in the middle of the semicircle if you can oh, imagine wow it. you wow. got into like a formation a sort of yeah. gladiators and it's like gladi- revealing not gladiators. a family of yeah. uh, Romanies and like by I mean family like generations so she was like the matron of the group wow then there were her children. Then there were a couple of babies. Oh my god! Being held by the older kids. Yeah. There were toddlers running around. Jeez! Just ra- and she just kept bumping into people, like shoving into people. Everyone sort of got their hands over their pockets wow. and trying to protect themselves. Um, um, meanwhile, like the older kids are doing like hand things to distract everyone, yeah. and um, and everyone's in this panic and just trying to hold on to their stuff. And eventually, this family regroup near the open door. And the old lady sort of does this sort of gesture like, oh, well, we tried. Sorry, everyone. And then they get off the train. Then the doors close. And that's when my father um, oh, feels no. feels in his, his, his bum bag. And all, all her all passports are gone. Oh, no. Shit. You are joking. And, oh. and we're flying Your back. Your dad wears a bum bag? He was, he, was, he was 2019. He was 2019 in 2004. How, oh my god, was it across his shirt? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it just said Queen. How? And so, how the hell did they do it with like no? Like, we're we're like on two, two. We're aware. There are two levels of zip that oh they got through my, somehow. And, oh my god! And we were meant to fly home that day. Oh um, shit! And we never made it back. Wow. <laughs> You're still there I'm now. Still, still there. Are you what still there now? With, like a whole family with no passport. Yeah. Uh, we we had to go to the police station and make an official report and then they they wrote out a police report and that acted as our passport and they just said give oh. this a go. And oh wow. Cuz Roman huh. police um all are very beautiful and wonderfully dressed but not particularly useful. <laughs> I, I I'm not really all that acquainted with how with the law or what one is supposed to do wow. in the event of <laughs> all the suits are by Hugo Ball uh, Armani oh my all, god all the are Armani and they're absolutely useless and so we, <laughs> we went that's we a went, metaphor for something but I can't think what continue we went to the airport oh and went to the lady our passports are stolen today we have a police report this is all we have and I guess because we were leaving the country they're like yeah, uh, thanks for visiting Rome yeah. <laughs> Wow. We don't care. And fortunately, we weren't flying back to Heathrow, which I think would have been a nightmare. We flew back to Bristol. Oh, no and, one cares, do they? Oh, my God. They just threw us, threw us in a tractor and drove us home. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they were just like, well, I'm sorry about that. Um, uh, wow. But yeah, it was pretty scary for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That is scary. Well, because then my head goes to, so what? 
you can sell on a passport and then somebody just imposes their own photo on it. And it's like, are those still being used somehow? Like, mm. that's crazy. Well, I, I, th- I think they're not actually, it's not like they're going, who's got passports? They're just reaching and grabbing. Yeah. And whatever they get, they get. And then they'll figure out afterwards what they do with it. Yeah, and but that's, they're worth a lot be a because then you don't have it. to, yeah, you don't have to like fake all the printing. I'm talking exactly. about this like I know no, anything I mean, I, about I, I it. I think it's spot on. I think it, it'll be for, it'll be for 40 I don't know if you guys have uh, heard of Photoshop. I don't know how to use it. That's creepy. It was creepy. That was that was the main take takeaway from me. It was wasn't that was violent or yeah? I must have been fourteen or something. Yeah, maybe. You know, back when I was cute. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're still cute. That's why you're here. We hired you for your looks. Um, That's good podcast. One. Everybody look at how cute Phyllis. That's why we got that flattering photo against my wall. Um, One thing we always say on the podcast is uh, if you had the perpetrators here in the room, they would be robbing us blind. um, Yeah, they're very skillful. We can't outsmart them. What would you you say or do to them? (laughs) Yeah. I'd I'd say, what did you do with the passports? I'd I'd just be intrigued to see how how much much did you get for a passport? Can yeah. you get a passport? Yeah, I want a British passport. That kind of go for a lot. Actually, I, I mean, so. in those days, not anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> They're the wrong color, guys. They're not blue or whatever. It. What yeah. do they want? They want blue. They passports. want blue ones. These are purpley mauve. What even? <gasps> they'll be out of date. They'll, they'll be out of date now, won't they? When you were twenty, like. Oh, he'd well, have had to get a new one by now, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your. Uh, oh, right, of course. The person that's stolen yeah. your identity. Yeah. yeah, but I feel like I need if, to renew if, if, my fake passport. Yeah, uh, if they can put a different face on. They can probably change the date, right? Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do not think like a criminal. <laughs> Maybe I should. Well, thank you for sharing those two crimes. Uh, which one is the more harrowing: being gently bumped by Marcus <laughs> or being robbed uh, by a gang in Rome? I guess Marcus, because it proved that you can't even trust your friends. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what would you say to Marcus? Oh, uh, why did you leave the WhatsApp group? Where have you been? <laughs> Where's my 400 pounds? Now it's time for drunk women solving crime. Now that we're all warmed up, I am going to veer. <laughs> tipsy for this one i'm gonna veer into the section where we actually deconstruct an actual true crime not that that wasn't an actual true crime sure um but this one's better you're saying well let's let's decide were, these guys, were they cuter, they were decide cuter. At the end. um so guys <laughs> how cute were they <laughs> our story involves not just one but two murderers cute who <laughs> Who had never met before their crimes were committed, but wound up forever connected because of a shared jail cell, and more importantly, a certain Chicago Tribune journalist. So let's play our favorite game, Were They Women? (laughs) So we have three people. Tell me your best guess. Is it a combination of men and women? What's going on here? This is just for fun, but Phil, if you answer this wrong, you're probably sexist. So (laughs) If they're in the same cell, they probably wouldn't mix sex. So it's all male or all. You know what? We've been burnt by this logic before. Oh, really? Yeah, there were some mixed cells. There was. Really? um, Way back In history, yeah. Yeah, way back. But statistically, you are more likely to be mm-hmm. correct. Right, okay, okay. Good deduction. Good deduction. Yeah, um, that is a good deduction. And would they would they put maximum... I presume these are maximum security. Well, then they wouldn't... We don't know guess, what year it is yet. We don't know what year it is. We don't is know what year it is. You okay. just want us to guess the gender. Um, and it's jail, not prison. Well, you oh, said oh, 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 Okay, okay, okay. So that's like, like a holding Chicago. cell. It's like, like a holding, holding cell. cell. Yeah. I'm going to say... I want to say two women. And we know where it is, yeah. I want to say two women. So the you're going with two women, the murderers. Yeah. Okay. And I also want you to guess the gender of the journalist as well. Um, I'm gonna um, put all my eggs in one basket. And say <laughs> nice. Okay. Any advance on that, guys? I think women because I think women like a bloody nutter, don't they? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. By the sounds of things, they kind of like yacked a bit in this. Yeah. In this cell. If there's two guys who okay. would have been like, yeah, like, they'd have been themselves. sort of. Comparing penises for a good okay. hour and twenty minutes, and the women would be like, "So, what do you, where do you come from?" So, I think two women, and I think the reporter 
is possibly a woman because I think mm. sometimes that if it was like a women's story, mm-hmm. they'd be like, oh, well, let's put the woman on it. Okay. So yeah, I'm with I'm with Phil. Lots, okay. Lots of ladies. It's fun to hear your thinking. Okay. Okay. I'm going male journalist. Okay. Because mm-hmm. there's almost no female journalists in the in all of the world. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't and... matter when this was. <laughs> oh, do you know what? I'm just gonna be different. Men, men murderers. Okay. Uh, the answer is you guys were both correct. Yes. All women. <gasps> Thank you. Yes. It's a new world, Katie. Get used to it. <laughs> So these murderers, or as one article said, no, more than one article, it's the first one I read, and then like so many called the murderesses. Because when we do it, it's a little bit sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They were known as, well, known as, because it's their names, Beulah Anon and Belva Gartner, and the journalist was Maureen Dallas Watkins. Does anybody happen to know this case? Anon is a great name to have if you're a criminal. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or a poet. <laughs> Why doesn't anyone know my stuff? <laughs> I am almost positive I'm pronouncing that wrong, and I meant to like hear it rather than just read it. But I'm a busy girl, so I'm gonna say it that way. Anon, that's good. Okay, um, Maureen, the journalist, went on to amass a fortune when she adapted the women's stories into a Broadway play, which was <gasps> later adapted as a musical. What was the play slash musical? Oh God. Okay. Oh. Hairspray. <laughs> Was it? Oh. That would be awesome. That is such a beautiful like, yes. It got changed so much in the edit. <laughs> One of them like John Travolta. <laughs> We're gonna lose the jail. Um, a musical about two murderesses. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I just don't know my musicals. No, me neither. I, me neither. I mean, I know musicals, but it's so like the biggest the sound. Clue, of I mean, it's not the Phantom of the Opera. I know <laughs> that. <laughs> the biggest clue I've given is where this, who she this journal. Know. She yes. can't know. Oh, she can't she know. Oh. oh my god. Yes. So Beulah Anon was the inspiration for Roxy Hart, and Belva Gartner inspired Velma Kelly. Ooh. This is a great reveal. Oh. <laughs> really nicely played. That's why I decided not to wait till the end. I'm like, I want. Let's know that this is heading in this wow. direction the whole time because it makes the murder kind of cute um so fun fact I forgot that they weren't i like my memory of that is like oh they were just drinking in the prohibition no they actually kill people i completely mm. forgot it's such a joy so you've musical. seen have you seen it on stage i've seen the rennie selweger film okay so you've seen the film have you seen it on stage? i've not seen chicago no <laughs> <laughs> am i saying it wrong i was born there this is embarrassing <laughs> Yeah, actually, that's um, how we all call, that's what we all call it. Bill, have you seen it either movie or stage? It's a chicken over me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never seen it on stage. I couldn't make it through the movie. Didn't really can I tell you something though? I did do. You know, is that the one? Come on, boy. Da, da. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it's that one. All that jazz. We did that at sick form where oh. we were all like fifteen to sixteen. Yes. Yeah, love it. Yeah, love it. My my. <laughs> <laughs> the equivalent uncomfortable songs of my school all the, the choir in Bath we're always singing black spirituals and you just want to go wow. we're very near Bristol we can't yeah. this is not, not really representing this is not appropriate yes. we're too near Bristol to be singing black spirituals in a Wowzers. private school wow <laughs> yeah no six formers be singing inappropriate songs it is yeah that's all six it's a tale as old as time oh. I didn't get to sing any inappropriate songs. Well, I don't get to sing because I just can't sing. (laughs) They just banned you from it. Every song is inappropriate. We're going to show you a movie in conference room B. Just mime at the back. Don't put everyone off. (laughs) Amanda in the background. (laughs) I never told you about the story where I convinced our music teacher to let us do cats because I was so passionate about cats. And then after months, like they decided we could just sing memory. And then I was banned from singing. Why were you banned from singing? Because I'm so bad at because singing. Because everyone really? else has a memory. Like, everybody <laughs> else off. They made I've never me heard of anyone being that bad at singing. It's that they so be banned bad. From singing. I didn't know you were allowed to ban a child from singing. You like, were at my school. I mean, I was not popular time. to begin with. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So I couldn't get through the movie, but fun fact, I still went as Velma Kelly the year that it was released because I had fucking great legs back then. That's just a, <laughs> just a little bit about me. What do you mean you went as Velma Kelly? For Halloween. I dressed as Velma Kelly for oh, Halloween. Did oh, I not true. say Halloween? You didn't say Halloween. You didn't say about Halloween. You You're going to have to. 
just said I went. <laughs> I thought you meant to a screening of Chicago. Uh, Phil, in... I died that year. I went as Van. <laughs> you guys are going to have to help me with um, sentences tonight. Beulah and Belva had something else in common, something that they both really liked. What do we think that was? Booze? Booze is correct. Hey, oh, hey. wow. Oh. Did you just say what you see? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Katie was literally... I presume also Katie was giving me a clue there. <laughs> yeah, they're both described as quite the booze hounds in all the articles that were written about them. And it, the way that they write it is is beautiful stuff. It's all like, shame, they had such a thirst for the gin. Um, and at one point, Belva's married name was Boozinger. Nice. All right, Boozinger, calm down. Yeah, that's great. Why remarry when you've landed on the perfect surname? Yeah. Uh, So Beulah, and I'm sure I'm saying that wrong too. It's probably like Boozinger. Not as funny. Beulah Anon, who was she accused of murdering? Husband. Okay. Landlord. I can't remember the film now. (laughs) Husband. Very good guess. Or landlord. Yeah, well, I, I think it's probably. Anything. Is there a difference, Katie? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's probably. Do we have equal rights? No. <laughs> it's probably a husband, isn't it? Okay. A husband. She may have more than one. Or True. boyfriend. Or no. Why okay. can't I remember? I saw this. You know, you couldn't get through the film. Yeah. I drank to get through it. That's why I can't remember. <laughs> can't we a this? I drank to get through a film. Well, you know when you're like a bit bored, but you said you'll watch it. So you just yeah. were like. But it's upsetting that I've seen the film and I can't remember who was killed. Oh, I don't remember anything. I won't remember this. So, Phil, um, <laughs> any advance on that? Um, Landlord, she... boyfriend, husband? So I'm going to say father. Mm. Why not? Okay. Why not? Why not? Well, at this point, why not? The answer is her lover. Okay. Ooh. Which you got to I was eventually. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Harry Calstead. Now, Beulah was married. Beulah. Beulah, I have to do that. I hear the Ferris Bueller thing every time I say her name. Beulah, that's for the American listeners. Uh, it's increasingly was... niche, but it works. <laughs> I watched. I, I watched that for the first time this year. For... Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, it's a strange it's movie. Strange. It is strange because I, I, I met him. I was doing. I did a show on Sky that had him on as a guest. Oh, and him being um, uh, Broderick. Matthew Broderick. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. And and he all invited us to the opening night of his play in, in West End, which is really oh, okay. nice. Cool. Um, he's a sweet guy. Uh, but yeah, it was the first time I've seen the movie. It's a strange movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually more like, like a it. sketch show. It's yeah. like it's just it ske- it's an hour and a half sketch show. Yeah. With this very tenuous story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think he's such an asshole. Yeah. Everyone was like, he's so cool. And I'm like, no, he's such a prick. Like I felt so bad for Cameron. I just had no It's weird oh, what we I used like to him. revere in the eighties. How old do we think Beulah was when she killed Harry. I'm saying Harry because. 25. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I think at 25 you still feel passionate about like love and stuff. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> shall I wouldn't murder anyone for love after the age even of 30. Younger. I'm going to say 21. Ooh. Yeah. Yes, Jeff. Okay, well, so this is confusing because I first read 23 and then a different source said 25. Uh, it was like, well, this either is, way. This is in the I'm 20s. It's away, not yeah. long enough ago that we shouldn't know how old she was. <laughs> yeah. but, um, you're all winners. Yay. So Beulah married a car mechanic um, and that was her second husband and the couple moved to Chicago where she worked as a bookkeeper. She met her lover, Harry, at a laundromat. Mm. Mm. <laughs> just paused picture that mm, spin cycle on the day of his death which was april 3rd 1924 Beulah's... Wait, she met him on the day of his no sorry different sentence <laughs> no new sentence yeah. full stop <laughs> i told you to help me with sentences punctuation glenn on the day of his death which was april 3rd 1924 beulah's husband had gone to work and harry came over asking to borrow six bucks from beulah what was that six bucks for what do we think? Harry came to... Harry the lover. Came, came to Beulah's work. House. House. And asked Her for six... Her husband had gone to work. Oh, okay. Asked for six dollars. Yeah. Which is what you want from a lover. Like, hey, can I have some money? Like, as soon as they walk in the door. What gin, was that for? Gin. Excellent guess. Uh, for maybe his laundry, because that's like <laughs> yeah. the thing. It's kind of cute. Like, hey, remember where we met? <laughs> I need money for that. Can I... 20. Can I have it in quarters, um, please? Uh, gambling debts. Ooh. <laughs> 
Well, like in the twenties, that was like they're th- gonna kill me. <laughs> in the twenties, six dollars was like three thousand yeah, exactly. pounds. Yeah, exactly. That's like three grand. <laughs> oh, I love that. Here you go. Keep the change. <laughs> That's really cute. Um, it was indeed Katie for booze. Um, and one source, I got. I went down a rabbit hole. Wait, so, so, so when you say good guess, that means correct. Well, it wasn't. It apparently wasn't gin. It was moonshine. But yes, it was booze. Okay. Okay. But then one source said gin. So maybe you're spot on. Who knows? Okay. Legend, facts. Does it matter? Um, it does. He returned with two liters of moonshine, and they got very drunk, sat around listening to the Victrola. There was then an argument, uh, which Beulah would later recount in various different versions, but always with the same detail: that there was a gun lying on the bed, and they both reached for it at the same time, right before. She shot him. What were some of the reasons that Beulah gave for them both reaching for the gun? I think, like, the thing that's sort of, like, striking me about this story is the fact that he comes saying, can I borrow six dollars or whatever, mm-hmm. and then goes and buys booze for both of them and then comes home. And, like, that's not borrowing six dollars. That's like, will you pay for the booze? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I kind of think that's yeah. not borrowing the money if you're, like, buying it for both of you. Booze is meant to be a surprise. Why is she be surprised? Yeah, it's like a surprise gift. <laughs> <laughs> Can I borrow six dollars? Here's six dollars of wine. I bought it myself, baby. <laughs> oh my god, that's very true. I didn't even thought of that. Yeah. yeah. Can you, you pay need- for the food? Hey, I've got a really great idea for dinner, but can I have some money? (laughs) I think it's kind of nice. So I kind of, I'm kind of thinking that's quite sweet because he could have gone off and bought six dollars. He could have made her go and buy it. Do you think that's why they both reached for the gun? She's like, you're a cheapskate. And they reached for the gun. I think that he said, leave him. And she said, I won't. And then they reached Uh, for the gun. Very boom. Why would you go straight for the gun? Why would he kill her if he wants her to be with him? Because if, she can't be with him. She can't be with no anyone. No one can. <laughs> but I like how you're talking like Batman. <laughs> Where is she? Um, I think it was... Yeah, I think it was a, lover, a lover's thing of... Because if you're having an affair, I think that the tensions are going to run high yeah. about are you going to leave this person? Are you going to leave me? I think it was sure. a, lover's, a lover's thing a rather lover's than quarrel. about sort of politics. He wanted Brexit and she didn't. like. <laughs> <laughs> and that doesn't seem very relevant to the time. But. I, I reckon specifically he threatened to tell her. <gasps> Ooh, okay. What twist? Mm. Yeah, what That's good. Guess. It's a baller move. If she didn't give him another six dollars. <laughs> <laughs> For a surprise, he was planning. <laughs> it's roughly about the equivalent of five dollars. I'm keeping. We're going to go dollar. on a six-dollar trip down the road. <laughs> Katie, any reasons? What so reasons? They're, they're, you- lo- they're drunk lovers. Yeah, she's got money, he doesn't, and they've both reached. They've had a quarrel, and they're both reaching for the gun. Yeah. So obviously, she wins and shoots him. She, so, yeah, she wins. Um, so it's some kind of quarrel where she felt her life was in danger. Yeah. And is, then it's self-defense. Is it one of those things ah, that like... You, very good. You know very what good. like in Britain or well, wherever, like if you don't want to do something, everyone in the room has to put their finger on their nose. <laughs> in America, do you just have to put your finger on a gun? And then you don't have to go back to the off license <laughs> oh to get the next boot. Like, I think that's what happened, baby. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, it's dark and delicious. Yes, I think uh, we've touched so, on the so two she, basic excuses because you just went to self-defense. So first, um, he said he was going to kill her. It's like it's it's what Phil said about you're not going to leave your husband. I'm going to kill you. So and what Hannah said, you, yeah. no one else can have you. And then she wins and says he was going to kill me at self-defense. Her first statement was Ooh, self-defense. She changes stories. She changes stories. Um, at first, she claimed it was self-defense that she believed believed that he was going to rape her. And then, according to uh, the Chicago Tribune, she sobered up and, quote-unquote, um, admitted, whether it was this or not, I don't know. Um, she sobered up and said that it was because he said he was going to leave her. Um, and that she shot him in a, in a rage, which is also what the prosecution would later argue uh, at the trial. Um, her last version of events, when she finally took the stand, was that she was pregnant and told him this, and he tried to kill her. Wow. Oh. But a notable detail about this is that she apparently shot him in the back while he was putting on his hat and coat. Okay. Which... I'm not a forensics expert, <laughs> but I feel like if you've both reached for a gun, you're not going to be like, I, all right, I'll put my hat on and go. 
She could have told him to turn around. Maybe they were his shooting hat and (laughs) 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 Give me a second there. Shooting hat. Yeah. Two minutes. Hang on. Whoops, wrong one, wrong one. I've got my finger. Wait, wait. I've got it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Um, also, <laughs> she would later confess to, and this is one of the most disturbing aspects of this case, besides a dead person, is that she sat drinking and listening to the Victrola. She listened to the same song on repeat for four hours while he lay dying. Oh, nice, nice, It was a jaunty number called the Hula Lua, uh, which we will post. It's not an appropriate watch your lover die song. That's all. It'd be a good Easter egg in Chicago, wouldn't it? It'd be like for the fans. And then we'd go, that's what, that was the song that should play him on That's that's before the days, I believe, of Spotify. So you can't just press repeat. Like, it would be like, what did you, what was the name of the thing? Well, if it was a single, it would have just kept, it would have just, just oh, right, so she would have had to pick up the needle, right? That's what I mean, Every three minutes for four hours. Just this image of her, like, I paid for this moonshine i'm gonna finish it before i call this in she eventually does call it in but she calls her husband first and she tells her husband that this man was going to attack her um and where are they again in a hotel they're at her house oh they're at her house yeah where's her her husband uh he's at work oh is this a daytime yeah this is daytime daytime drinking daytime drinking (laughs) um now i'm gonna switch over to our second murderess belva gartner uh, was a 38-year-old, thrice-divorced cabaret singer who used the stage name Belle Brown. So she's quite a bit older than Beulah, and that's why Catherine Zeta-Jones played her at age 33. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so her last husband, William Gartner... God, that's upsetting. <laughs> ...was a wealthy industrialist who annulled his marriage to Belva when it appeared that she had not officially divorced her second husband. Just a bit of color there. Um, who was she accused of murdering? Phil is either either asleep or in deep thought. Detective face Phil. It's not going to be in another lover, is it? But they bonded, right? In the the jail? Right, that's a good point, isn't it? So it must have been a similar figure. Yeah. Did you kill her actual husband? Yeah, I've got a guess. I've got a feeling it might be. Did annul the marriage? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's motive there, isn't there? Annul mm. me once and shame on Full me. On you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with. Um, we'd be great as like detective partners because you'd say something and I'd be like, yep, Phil's right. <laughs> I've yeah, agreed with most been, things and we have yeah. been right so far. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, I think husband. Okay. All right, I'm going Maybe. landlord. Landlord. <laughs> I love the landlord. I feel like a landlord dies in the film. Are you in the middle of a landlord dispute? Just <laughs> <laughs> a shady. Better. Um, it me. was another lover. Ah. Yeah. And Her landowner. <laughs> <laughs> he had a couple properties, Katie. Right, it's right. all right. This guy. It's all right. <laughs> Her lover, Walter, was a married man with a child scandal. Uh, now, this was on March 11th, 1924, which was about a month before Beulah had killed her lover. Um, Walter was found sprawled in the front seat of Belva's car with a bottle of gin and a gun by his side. Belva was later found at her apartment with some evidence linking her to the crime scene. Uh, we'll get to why I went crime scene later. Uh, what was the evidence that linked her to the scene? 
I'm so impressed. I'm still talking. By the way, I'm so I'm so proud of myself that I. Can I guess read. maybe there was like some lipstick on the gin bottle. Ooh, that's nice. Um, gun, uh, <laughs> gun residue, like gunpowder residue. Ooh, Ooh okay. that's good. Wait, this is forensics in the 1920s. Yeah, yeah. we're in the. They had 20s. fingerprints by then. They didn't have they DNA. Were. We did a whole episode about I this, know. which I hosted. What did I say? They definitely had. They definitely had fingerprints. They, they were using fingerprints. They didn't by have then, yeah. DNA. Oh no, that was like eighties. So something linking her is between those two technological advancements. So and we've had gunpowder between, and between had, a car, between the car back. Oh no, but you, you've not you've not told hair. us what the crime scene is yet. Hair full of no, it was no, in her car. Oh, it, it was in the front car. seat. He'd it was her shot. car. It was her car. She, she was had, in the front seat. She had a... Forensic, she's linking it. She yeah, had a... And there was evidence do... specifically in her apartment. She had a steering wheel on her. <laughs> <laughs> she had like a head through a steering wheel. Well, I don't want them, anybody to steal it. <laughs> um, I guess maybe... Is it? Is it something more scandalous? Is it like um, her pants are in it's the car? It's so blatant. Uh, it's a bunch of bloody clothes. Oh! oh. She's got blood. I have that every time I'm on my period, though. Hey, right? Yeah, exactly. But but back then, the, the acceptance of the period was so. Yeah. Men would have been like, what's this? Yeah. <laughs> women were murdering people Never. once a month, every month, until they were about 50. They killed we a just tiny man with their pants. Brains blown out. Ew, period blood. Um, did Belva admit to killing him? I'm going to say no. Okay. Yeah, I feel like she's like, no, I'm not going down with that fight. And I've just a creeper fit again. But like, I do, uh, yeah, I agree. You guys are always right. So I feel like I should agree, but I kind of want to disagree just to be different. So I'm, I'm, I'm going with disagree. Am okay. I... You think she admitted it? Yeah. Okay. No, she didn't though, did she? She didn't. She did not <laughs> admit it. What she admitted to is that they'd been drinking quite a lot. They'd been to various jazz clubs, but that... At a certain point, she just couldn't remember anything else. So she just claimed blackout. So what was the bloody clothes excuse? <laughs> yeah. The periods. Yeah. <laughs> all, on my, all on my sleeves and all on, my, all on the back of my sweater. And... Gentlemen, I think you can agree. You know nothing about this matter. <laughs> um, so what do you think? So yeah, she said she blacked out and she knew nothing about it. But no, she definitely hadn't killed him. What do you think the defense um, argued during the trial? She did kill him. <laughs> I, I guess that's what they would go for. <laughs> Are you a lawyer? <laughs> I've seen CSI. Um, I think, uh, with regards to... Okay, they argued... They're trying to defend her. So oh, they're going to say... Yeah, the defense. So oh, they're going to say, sorry, here's what happened. Sorry. What was their story? Um... Maybe that they quarrelled and that there was maybe a little punch up and there was a little blood from a nose or a vagina. We don't know. Okay. <laughs> but, um, but maybe, the, yeah, they were together, but she had gone home a lot earlier. Um, ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. And she was at home. Yeah, I think, Good stuff. I think you're onto something. I think they said it was her blood. Because okay. they don't have DNA then. Right. Yeah, no one knows whose blood it is until 1960-something. They knew blood types, though. They could test blood types. But not DNA. Well, actually, when were blood types... Oh, geez, Let's I'm Google have to check this back and, and inject it later. This is oh, the kind boy. of shit we should know a year into this podcast. <laughs> We're not here to learn. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so the defense's argument was that he had killed himself. Oh, he's there with a gun. He's there with gin. Uh, yeah. Maybe they had had a quarrel. Maybe that had upset him. But she was long gone before he had died. Okay. Um, so here we have two women who have killed their lovers within a month of each other. They're now sharing a jail cell awaiting trial, and they happen to be with a few other women who are also accused of accused. You've got this. You've accused, got this. Accosted. <laughs> who are also accused of. M- m- <laughs> Should have only done this on one episode where I just lose it. Fuck. Who are also accused of. <laughs> to boot. I wrote to boot. <laughs> They're. You were right too. It works. <laughs> okay. Was the press interested in this no. situation? No. <laughs> no. No. Um, question. Um, yes. <laughs> yes, they were. What? You bet their bathtub gin. <laughs> they, they were. They all run to the phone boxes, like in. Yeah. <laughs> well, like in all those films. 
the young Maureen Dallas Watkins was on these cases so hard. She had landed this as her first job with the Chicago Tribune. She interviewed both women. She sat in the courtroom for their trials. She was not just a journalist. She was a storyteller. And I just have to say to the listeners, it is worth going back in the archives and reading every article that she wrote. I ended up, and you guys know, I don't really like to research that much, but I read, I was like gripped because it's just the turn of phrase from that era and just the way she sensationalized it. It is so, so she got so many more attention than they would have got. Absolutely. And this was a time of sensationalized journalism. So is this because people wouldn't have cared about women? What was the reason they wouldn't have cared? And what was, so she, she made it more sensational. Well, people would have cared about it regardless, I think, because here are two women who are, and we'll get to this, very stylish, who have killed their lovers within a month of each other. And it's like, it's an epidemic in Chicago. (laughs) The women can vote now. And now they're knocking off men. Also, they're drinking. It's it's more sexy to a newspaper if the women have killed, not that the women have been killed. So, you know, women were killed all the time. And that probably wasn't that sensational. But if the women were doing the killing, what if they were on their periods? It's sexy. (laughs) They've got a whole thing going. We've really doubled down on periods. I really have. Yeah, I just feel like (laughs) that's my vibe tonight. It's periody. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, it was all very sensationalized. Um, Shockingly, much of it involves what about these women? What do you think she really honed in on? How attractive they were. She honed in on their looks, which this has become Mm -hmm. such a running theme with all the cases we do with women in history that their looks are always described. We never find out what the dudes really looked like. Um, But especially Beulah, because she was younger. She, you know, here's this young 20-something... Uh, Belva was 38, so she basically just gets called divorcee. (laughs) (laughs) A hell of a lot. Like, there's not a headline without, like, the divorcee. That is like the 1920s (laughs) ex-barmaid. Applause break. (laughs) Also, like, when you first introduced it, it was thrice divorcee. Thrice divorcee. Yeah, and I didn't write that. No, I know, but it's like... It's like, she got it right three times, guys. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, so I have to share just some of the some of the quotes. Here was one of the headlines: "Demand noose for prettiest woman slayer." They say she's the prettiest oh. woman ever accused of murder in Chicago. Young, slender, with bobbed auburn hair, okay. wide set, appealing blue eyes, up tilted nose, translucent skin, faintly, very faintly <laughs> rouged. I love that. Not just faintly. She wrote faintly, yeah. very <laughs> faintly <laughs> rouged. Modestly rouged. Translucent. Is that good? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't sound good. Oh, yeah. Your veins, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't like, want translucent. Gloopy Ooh, jelly skin. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she you looked look like, like a ghost. amphibian. Yeah. <laughs> that was cell. so much of the time, though. It, was, it wasn't the flapper look very, like, pale skin. Mm. And I don't feel like talking about it. because the quote keeps going an ingenious smile refined features intelligent expression an awfully nice girl and more than usually pretty she wore fawn colored dress and hose with black shoes dark brown coat and brown georgette hat that turned back with a youthful flair like is this a crime report or the fucking oscars she sounds beautiful (laughs) what's a georgette hat i don't know. I know they wore a lot of cloches back then, which were the like tight-fitting hats that flipped up. But I've never heard the term Georgette. Mm. God, we have so much to Google after this. Yeah. Yeah. The, so this is the lady journalist writing this. Yes, Look this at is me Maureen. awkwardizing that. Lady yeah, journalist. The lady journalist. Um, the journalist. She, she, <laughs> she did say that she was intelligent. Mm-hmm. Looked intelligent or fiercely intelligent or something. Well, so yeah, like progress, in amongst their right? yeah, intelligent expression. Like <laughs> she didn't actually say like. Oh, did she say that she's got an intelligent expression? Yeah, I mean that's basically <laughs> I mean, her face belies. You know what? You know what? I will take it. That is progress. Such clever tits. Like <laughs> <laughs> her face when, belies the obvious lack of brain in there. It takes a woman to write intelligent in one of the twenty attractive descriptions of a woman you guess like yay maybe that was maybe that was groundbreaking that was it's a point super groundbreaking she's definitely playing to the readership though um so here's belva telling maureen so she interviewed these women a lot 
Um, and this is just such a like twenties. I'm sorry, I keep doing that voice. It's like impossible not to. Um, no it's woman. <laughs> I like. Can I, it. can I do the whole quote like that? Sorry. No woman can love a man enough to kill him. They aren't worth it because there are always plenty more. Walter was just a kid, 29, and I'm 38. Why should I have worried about whether he loved me or whether he left me? Gin and guns. Either one is bad enough, but together they get you in a dickens of a mess. Oh! That's great. That's, that's really good. Was it? That's Captain Zeta Jones, is it? Yeah, that's Captain Zeta Jones. Beautiful. That Welsh lilt is just. <laughs> <laughs> it's arresting, don't you think? Yeah. You'd never know she's just a valley's girl. <laughs> so, guys, what do you think the outcomes of their trials are with the information I've given oh, you? Oh, well, the, based on. I can remember the court you scene. You can remember the court scene! <laughs> weirdly, Rennie Zellweger mm. wore the same dress that Rebecca Brooks wore. When she was accused of all that stuff. Oh, wow. Remember, she wore a really? dress with a white collar. Chicago came first. <laughs> Chicago came first. <laughs> yeah, okay. And then, I remember seeing Rebecca Brooks going to court. That's crazy. Wearing this black dress and this white collar. That's Is cool. that like a nod to innocence? Like, I'm basically a nun. Like, yeah, because it was a whole Rennie Zellweger. And I don't wow. drink. And I, you know, it's a That's devil's so drink badass. and everything. Ooh. And I think I even might have tweeted. It must have been Twitter existed when I saw this, because... It was Rebecca Brooks. God, I'm sorry, I'm drunk. Yeah, no, it was 67 years ago, wasn't it? It was the point. And I was like, People oh. complain we're not drunk enough sometimes. Well, this is for you. <laughs> really? People actually do. They say you're not drunk enough. Sometimes. Yeah, we get, we get very different But this emails. is what happens. I'm like, I can't read the sentence. <laughs> it's so fun. It's so fun. Uh, what do you guys think? What uh, were the outcome of the trials? I reckon... I reckon one went down to Sing Sing, and <laughs> the other went free as a bird. Which one, though? I reckon uh, the old crone <laughs> went away for good. Catherine Zeta-Jones. <laughs> and the young, uh, the young uh, siren, I don't know what they call it, the young so-and-so. Renny Zellweger. The, the young Renny Zellweger. She, they gave her another shot. <laughs> She has her whole life ahead of yeah, her to be exactly. sexy. Yeah, yeah. That's this woman much, has used up all of her sex. That's She's a divorcee. Sexy to bang up in the oh. joint. Well, I think they both get off. I think they get off because it is it's twelve guys on the jury, and sometimes mm. I feel like with cases we've had twelve horny men. Yeah, <laughs> twelve horny men. Yeah, they women have got away with it because men for a start. It depends if they have the death penalty, which I don't think they yeah, did. Yeah, men don't want to send women to the death penalty this unless they really Chicago. hate this is them. Oh, I'm wearing They did have the death. penalty. Yeah, I they think, did. I think they were calling for them to be because I don't think they'd hang a fitty. Okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you like to think. You like to think so. Oh yeah. You like mean, to think so. Was there any decency? Oh my god. So I will quote Jesus, Maureen. Though. We'll go back to the journalist who's him. just printing the facts. Um, sorry, I'm in a talk. Oh no, 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 no! I was just thinking on that. I was thinking about Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Thinking out loud. That is what a podcast. What would is. Jesus do in Illinois in the 1920s? <laughs> Make bathtub gin. <laughs> oh, he just have to click his fingers. It'd be so much easier than all the fermentation. Anyway, um, Maureen wrote of Beulah, the verdict is in your hands, was the voice of the people's prosecutor, and you must decide whether you will permit a woman to commit a crime and let her go because she is good looking. You must decide wow. whether you want to let another pretty woman go out and wow. say, I got away with it. Why? And the judge said what? this. Either. Well, Maureen is writing this, but she is quoting the prosecution. Oh, the prosecution. Oh. Oh. So, did she quote them exactly? I don't know. I mean, that's a thing, but like, what a statement. I got away with it, and they did. They both they did. did. They're both acquitted. Yeah. Maureen the wrote a... Wilster was right, based on my shoddy memories of a film <laughs> that I was drunk when I saw. Maureen wrote of Belva, a.k.a. the old crone. Belva Gartner, <laughs> another of those women who messed things up by adding a gun to her fondness for gin and men, nice. was acquitted last night at 12.10 o'clock. I love that. They used to just say 12, 10 o'clock. Oh, Isn't that adorable? Um, of the murder of Walter Law, which is less adorable. After she was acquitted. <laughs> so a little bit of, uh, I mean, it's kind of, you put together all these facts and it's like, these women obviously killed these men and got away with murder. Um, everything's getting sensationalized. People are watching this. They want to know what they're wearing. You know, it's all being blown up this way. Um, but it should be pointed out that Beulah's husband was stood by her during the entire trial. He hey, believed that wow. her life was, was in innocent. danger. 
Um, I don't. I mean, I don't. Oh, we know, don't know. Okay. But he stood by her. Okay. He paid husband. top dollar. Yeah, mm. husband. He paid top dollar for the defense attorney. Oh, sweet. But- <laughs> what a cock. <laughs> Absolute cock. The original cock. Well, more than you can even imagine because almost the moment she was acquitted, Beulah said, and I quote, I have left my husband. <gasps> yes, he, that's on so cold. He is too slow. <gasps> too slow to realize I'm a murderer. <laughs> wow. That's brutal. Good for her. <laughs> Good for her. I think you take what you can get. And um, he should know better. Good for her. That's amazing. (laughs) So here's how it all resolves. Beulah, remarried and divorced. Uh, She died of TB, age just 28. So she didn't live. (laughs) (laughs) She didn't live to be an old crone just 10 years later. She did not. Consumption, as it was called in the day, of course. She caught caught a bit of consumption. That's a terrible nickname. Also, can I just say I hate that you guys say piles. I'm just throwing that out there. What do you call it? Hemorrhoids. Oh, we, Hemorrhoids. Say, we say that too. Say piles. But why do you have to add piles to That's it? Cute. That's cute. Gross. <laughs> 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 Farmer Giles. That's what they call it on EastEnders. Father Giles. Is yeah. that is there? That's Cockney rhyme. Cockney rhyming Cockney rhyming slang for hemorrhoids. Yeah. They Farmer thought Giles. of everything. I love it so. much. I've got a case of the farmers. That's like one. Farmer Giles. Yeah. Oh my you God. can have that. Oh, I'm going to take it. I'm going <laughs> to take it and run with it. Um, so, Beulah remarried divorce. Sorry, I've already said this. Died of TB. Good for her. Just recapping. <laughs> um, but Belva lived to a ripe old age. She died at 80. Wow. Good old um, Catherine Zeta Jones. <laughs> do you think she happened to attend any of the performances of the play based on her? <gasps> well, yeah, she lived long enough to have done so. So, yes. She went to the motherfucking premiere, guys. Yeah, she did. Because this started as a place. So Maureen left. She works as a journalist, does this. She goes on to write. Um, and Maureen, you know, saw it even She's adapted the- into a silent film in 1927 and a romantic comedy in 1942. Romantic called, comedy? It was called romantic comedy when I read it. Called Roxy Hart, which is kind of a dig because that's Roxy not her character. Hart. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Man, that journalist. Where, where did the name Roxy come from? I don't know. That's Wait, so Roxy Hart, she changed her name to Roxy. The, one of the people's so this is the character. So this is what Maureen called them, Roxy Hart and Velma Kelly. So oh, okay. I guess because Beulah Anon. Oh, in the, the play, same in the play, in the play. In the play, she's Roxy Hart. I see, I see. Yeah, but there was so much built off that. And it wasn't until the 70s that um, Fosse secured the rights and actually Maureen... Uh, would not let Bob Fosse secure the rights to make a musical. She was like, I do not want music with this shit. Like, <gasps> wow. She let it, you know, she it got turned into movies. Play. Yeah, I guess. She's like the Mary Poppins one. though, I don't know. Oh, yeah. She didn't want music. So really, mm. if you have a masterpiece out there, let people make it into a musical. They're always great. Let people yeah. sing as long as it's not Katie. She's not allowed. <laughs> um, <laughs> Maureen. Meanwhile... Maureen, the journalist, becomes a Hollywood screenwriter. She died in 1969, <laughs> aged 73, with an estimated $2.3 million fortune. Yes, good. 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 Chicago yeah. was Get by it. far Get it. her most successful work with 172 performances and a two-year tour shortly after it opened. So I say, screw the murderers. Here's to successful screenwriting. Yes. Long may continue. Cheers, guys. We have a listener crime that uh, has been written into us from uh, Gemma Lanyon in Australia. Good day. (laughs) I believe they say down there. So, yeah, she sent this to us on Twitter and this is my favorite thing ever. Like, I'm so excited to see these words. It's ridiculous. I have a mystery I'd like you to solve. A friend was walking in the Scottish Highlands miles from anywhere and anyone and was hit on the head by a cooked lamb chop. Wow. <laughs> and then she just wrote, how? With these questions. <laughs> Guys, take it away. Well, I'm, straight away I'm thinking tree. There's a tree involved. There's a tree Someone's involved. up a tree. Someone's ah, up a tree with some chops. Okay. With some chops. Someone's up a tree with some chops. Or they, 
all the a holler up in the highlands and there's a lot of trees going on here there's some trees <laughs> like are they fellow campers how have they roasted this lamb up well of course there's there's the boffy culture in the highlands isn't there is there okay there's a boff, so you know boffies are just these sort of stone huts that um, oh, okay. Highland trekkers are just allowed to use. It's just an honor system. Uh, you just drop in and you stay. Okay, so that's someone, a good explanation. Okay. I reckon someone had cooked up a little meal for themselves in a boffy. Okay. And then an decided extra... to climb a tree and prank. Yeah. It's the human condition. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon they had a spare chop and they, fl- they went, I'm never going to finish this. And they threw it out the window. Okay. Like frisbee down the window. Of the little stone hut. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I'm never going to finish. Because, of course, because to me, I'm like, there's no such thing as, like, you never Lamp waste top. food. Hold on to it. But those would go bad so quickly. Yeah, you can't Who refrigerate that. lamb chops, though? Like, Who doesn't pack lamb chops? <laughs> I want a lamb chop now. I love a lamb chop. Yeah, Sounds- fuck your carbonara. Where is the lamb? Sounds really good. <laughs> Phil cooked a carbonara before he yeah, came here. Otherwise, that feels like a really weird thing for Katie to say. <laughs> she says that to anyone that's carbonara. hungry. Fuck your carbonara! <laughs> That's what you should have said in Rome. (laughs) Also, I remember when, um, I'm sure it was about the time that we got this tweet, I saw the tweet, and I was walking in the Scottish (laughs) Highlands when it happened. No way! And I was like, I looked at the tweet and I was like, what the fuck? And I genuinely looked above me and there was was no tree. Um, You had reception though? I did have reception, yeah, yeah. I was up. uh, Did you see a bothy nearby? I didn't see a bothy because I feel like we didn't walk far enough to need it. I was going to say, stay. I sure <laughs> drove through the highlands when I went there. Nobody, you know what? If a lamb chop hits my rented car, I'm fine. So <laughs> it's got to be something like that. Like, yeah, yeah that's a camping. really good explanation. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I wouldn't have never have thought of that. And that's actually very satisfying. Yeah. I was trying to turn it into. I don't into... think it's that good, actually. No, no. It's better have than you anything ever seen I could think well, what, what are your guesses? I'm the only one who's had a guess. Well, the thing is, I think that if it had been dropped, for example, from like Air Force One and Trump was up there uh, having a lamb chop and he like probably throws shit out the window. He only eats burgers. I don't think you can burgers. open the window in the plane. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> or, okay, like a helicopter or something. Uh, and like, so the only other option is, yeah, it's got to be from above. It's got to be a tree. It's got to either be a, a boffy, which is above you on the mm. thing, or it's got to be a helicopter or maybe a bird. Hey. Mm. Hey. Bird. That's good. That's very, That's very good. good. Yeah. For a bird of prey picked up a yes. lamb chop was too heavy. And when you've That's re- very good. When, nice. you've, when you've rejected all the other things, the only thing left wow, is George the and thing. Wang. I'm just saying. Occam's Razor. Offshoot podcast, yeah. George and Wang. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was just saying Occam's Razor, like Hannah just said. But that's the thing, isn't it? It's, it's, like, it's the most obvious thing. And it's taken us a while, but I feel I don't think like... it is the most obvious thing. Because it took us no, a while. No, but when you... When you, when you... The most obvious thing was just someone threw it at her. Which is what I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. We just changed this person's life. Like, we genuinely cracked that. It was a bird. Or who picked it up who, from who Posh Picnic did they mm-hmm. Did they say who they were with? And do their friends... They were alone. That's but the thing. Do their friends want to prank them? Their uh, friends back at camp. That's an elaborate prank, isn't it? Yeah, but, like, people are dicks. What if you miss? Damn it, that's a lamb chop wasted. Hmm. I feel like it's already lamb chop wasted because it's in the hands of a dick already. <laughs> I'm going with the bird. I think the bird. I think bird's really good. I, I think now. I think bird or bothy has yeah. got my attention for sure. A bothy bird. Oh, it could be a bothy bird. Bothy bird. Oh, I'd love the idea of like a bird that sort of finds a little overnight shelter in a bothy. That's cute, isn't it? It is cute. Yeah. Yeah. It snuggles up under yeah. some hay. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't want to like sleep in a fucking nest. Like, it's like, idiots. I could have flown south for the winter, but now I guess I'm going to stay in this buffy. <laughs> yeah. Hope this works out. <laughs> so I hope that answers your question. I really um, think it does. Well done, guys. <sighs> Jeez. Hooray! I was going to go with like insane wind patterns that picked up like a picnic and stuff fell Oh yeah, everywhere. global warming. <laughs> but this is way better. Cheers. Woo! Cheers. We solved it. Big old bird. Yeah, I was going to say with it, a big old bird. Okay, Phil, is there anything you'd like to plug? Um, I, have a, I have a podcast also with my friend and fellow comedian Pierre Novelli. It's called Bud Pod. So Aww. please listen to Bud Pod. Tell us about Bud Pod. Oh, Bud and Bud Pod, Pierre and I have chats and f- allow ourselves flights of fancy 
and then intersperse the chat with um, sketches about the things that have come up. We record those oh sketches. My and play those oh, in. cool. And then we just do cor- correspondence at the end and read out fan mail. And it's, <laughs> it, it's, it, it's a, it's a, we just hearkening back to the, the old, you know, those, those starting years of podcasts where that's all people did. <laughs> Talk to each other than read some fan mail. That's kind of oh, that's, that's kind cool. of what we're doing. A classic. I love it. Yeah, I like it's classic it. format it. stuff. Yeah, it's great. like classic Coke. Yeah. Check it out. I'm going to. Please. Yeah. What's your favorite episode you've done? What was one of the sketches? Yeah. What's the best intro to yeah, Bad I Pod? Hear like a um, what came up and then what did you do with it? Oh, so recently we had. Um, uh, a guest Fern Brady on you know Fern yeah mm. she came on and she told a story about how she got bothered by a pervy f- um, fan who is um, an adult baby <gasps> and oh. would just keep tweeting her about Boy. how his nappies were full oh, um, and then so I recorded a sketch about the 21st <laughs> annual adult baby beauty pageant <laughs> so I just did a sketch as the announcer of an adult baby beauty pageant where just all these adults just come on stage and shit themselves <laughs> So if that's your kind of thing, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> which I think it is. I mean, that's I was amazing. anyway, but like, wow. Also, Fern download. talked about going to a, a warehouse of dildos in Bath. And then mm. so I, I direct record an ad for the Bath Dildo Warehouse. Yeah, you know, I've heard bath. this episode because I do my research, girls. Oh. And it, yeah, it's very good. But it is funny because she used to work in a sex shop, right? And she was like, yeah, it's no big thing. It's going to a dildo factory. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. like that attitude of like, yeah, I've seen this all before. And on Twitter, she's got this uh, photo of her in the warehouse just with these two huge penises. <laughs> I saw just that. Massive, just, yeah. <laughs> Did uh, you see the picture, but with no context? No, I, I oh, sort okay. of knew, yeah, because she sort of, <laughs> backstory. I get so disturbed by those. I'm like, those are just novelty items, right? Nobody's using them. Yeah, that's why I said to us, like, please tell me on. those are decoration because they're not fit, surely. You don't even want to. You like one for your birthday. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> just... <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't mean to end on that, but that sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, not only have you been, I mean, we knew you were going to be super fun and super funny, but you're a hell of a detective, too. Oh, yeah. thanks. You really yeah. are. So here's to Phil Wang. Case closed. Case <laughs> Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and on Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. Also, if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then please write it in that review and we'll solve it. Thank you so much to ACAST for hosting us and thank you for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.